Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Do you believe some people can communicate with the dead? Um, most said no. Uh, this is interesting, though. Uh, younger people are believers. As we age, we kind of start to, I think, wise up and go now. Right. <laughs> Once we leave this, this planet Earth, it's lights out. I think in younger people, too, will we'll tend to experiment with the old Ouija board, right? Mm-hmm. Are you a uh, believer in communicating with the dead? Would you go to a psychic to speak to a family member who passed? No, I, I don't think so. I will say this. I'm not a believer. Um, but I did have a very weird dream about a month after my sister passed away Mm. where i saw her just in this dream just kind of hovering at the end of my bed wow and it was very nice there was nothing weird or creepy or odd and i felt since that day that's been some time it was a long time yeah well uh, 1997 okay um i felt like after that, it was that moment of, I'm good, everything's fine. Okay. So, as much as I am a, I, I don't believe in God or heaven or any of it, I had that moment. Okay. So, maybe I'm just lying to myself. I don't know. Right. But, yeah, there was that moment. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, uh, we're on the flip side. I, I do believe that there's, there's something that happens, whether it's with your, you know, the soul mm-hmm. or afterwards, uh, that, you know, that I don't know whether or not you can communicate. And for some, you know, it's just, you know, meaningful to be able to talk to, uh, someone. Mm-hmm. Like you go to cemeteries and, yep. and, uh, and pay homage and pay respects. Um, uh, you know, whether or not they're communicating back, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, you know, the thing that uh, people who have left us are hovering around us all the time creeps me out because, as we know, I do a lot of terrible things. <laughs> and I don't need my mom seeing me doing that. She knew I was doing that. She just doesn't need to see it. <laughs> she remembers those Sears catalogs disappearing. <laughs> oh, here's something good for you, Lucky. Uh, this is a trick to know if your kids are lying to you. Okay. Um, researchers in the UK have found that liars who have to multitask are much easier to expose. The idea is that lying requires more mental energy than telling the truth, which we know is true. Trying to keep your lies in order. Right. You know, it's tough. So giving someone an additional unrelated task to think about makes it more of a struggle. So perhaps say you believe like Evan is lying to you about something you get while you're talking to him about what he supposedly lied about right get him doing something else help with the dishes right and then keep talking about it the idea that he's stacking dishes and trying to keep his lies straight (laughs) he will fall just start start throwing things at them (laughs) juggling let's go clean the garage son Researchers told people to remember a very important seven-digit number, and if liars had to keep the number in their head, their lies seemed less plausible than when they weren't distracted. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that that's good. So, you know, yeah, if, you know, you, you catch them, what you believe in something, and the trick is, and it's a great one, I think, is that you say, you know, well, let's just go talk. Let's go outside and talk about it, or let's... 
let's do something while we discuss it. That way you get their hands busy doing something, and then you pounce. And then they're grounded for the rest of their life. Right, yeah. yeah. Until they scream so much. (laughs) Until you give up. (laughs) A few years back, or maybe more than a few years back, Google came out with glasses. Do you remember that? Yeah. I don't know what happened to them. I guess it bombed. It didn't do very well. Well, they seem to want to keep going with the glasses because they've unveiled new glasses that can translate people speaking other languages and spit it out and spit out subtitles in real time. Wow. They can also translate sign language. Well, that's cool, I guess. Huh. Now you no longer have to speak slower and louder to somebody who doesn't <laughs> speak English. The problem is, is I am at the point in my life where I have to take my glasses off to read anything that's that close to my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> so I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. So why don't you get the, because uh, they have the glasses with the bifocal in the bottom. Oh, got, they're in. Oh, they're there? Yeah. It's not working. Uh, well, I don't know. I think, I think you know, I don't can't put a Coke bottle underneath my glasses <laughs> <laughs> to see. Uh, it works at some points, I guess. It's just if the, if the font is small enough, and usually text on your phone is, is small enough. Right. Where I really struggle with the contacts. Right. That's why you know, I just throw some cheaters on every now and then. I, um, I'm i so weird with the glasses. I, I really desperately need to go get my eyes checked. I have not been gone. saying this for like five years. Uh, yeah, I haven't been to an eye doctor since I was living in Windsor. And and you wear like the cheaters, the, the cheaters. readers. But, but like when I look at you, you almost look through them exclusively. I have them on and off all day long. Right. I have them on all the time here because I'm constantly looking down at, at, at things I have to read. But you right? still believe your distance viewing is uh, yeah. exceptional? Yeah. Well, not except nothing about me is exceptional. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, from a distance I can see fine. Right. I believe. Um, <laughs> but anything up close is blurry. Like if I lift these up now and I've got paper, what, a foot in front of me, two feet in front of me, whatever right. this is, it's all blurred. Right. So, uh, but it's funny with the glasses. And I have this fight. Uh, well, we've had this argument with Doug Elliott. I've had this argument with you. I, we, when I did the uh, video with uh, Ted Reader, uh-huh. uh, I recently went to Ted Reader's place to uh, cook uh, jerk chicken. It's on Facebook. You can check it out, and it's a great uh, jerk chicken recipe. Uh, you know, I, I had uh, this discussion with Ted because Ted wears glasses, as do you. And it's funny that because I wear them kind of, uh, uh, you know, an inch down my nose. So mm-hmm. that, that inch difference seems to make all the difference in the world. Like if I have them up here, right, right in front of my eyes, nobody says boo. Uh-huh. I move them down half an inch. Oh, take them off. It looks terrible. <laughs> Makes you look old. Right. <laughs> it's so weird to me. Like to me, I, I, I don't, I, I mean, I understand why it makes me look old and old man glasses on the edge, edge of his nose. But I kind of like the look as well. <laughs> it also, I realized some years back, gave me the opportunity to really show my kids when I was serious. So if we were at the table and we we're having a discussion or something, oh, and I you was, pull the glasses out, I pull, them up, I, I pull them down to the end of my nose and I look them right in the eye. And oh. I, yeah, yeah. It, it's so, it's, uh, I believe that to be true. They're just laughing at me most of the time, anyhow. But it is odd that, yeah, that half an inch on your nose. Well, yeah, because makes it, all the difference. Because in the world. it's the difference between glasses and cheaters at that point, right? I guess. Yeah. No, I. Re- but I'm concerned because I don't like. I don't like wearing glasses, and and but I I do out of necessity to read. But to have them on all the time to me, I think would be annoying. Right. Well, except you'll be able to 
I don't know, see. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't so want to. So you found sight annoying. <laughs> maybe I don't want to see. Maybe it's better I live with my head in the sand. Yesterday we got the uh, news that Mitch Marner was jacked and not in a good way. His car was jacked and... Uh, him and his, uh, I guess it was him and his girlfriend or fiance. I think yeah, so. they were uh, going to a movie and uh, got jacked in you know, basically broad daylight, like seven o'clock in the evening type of thing. So, uh, anyhow, he was fine. His uh, fiance is fine. That's all good. And uh, you know, it was a news story. Of course, it's Mitch Marner, Toronto Maple Leaf. Of course, it's going to be a, a news story. But then I heard one reporter commenting that. Uh, uh, Toronto police are on this. Many, many Toronto police uh, investigating the carjacking of Mitch Marner. And I thought to myself, you know, if I was a, a person who had uh, been dealing with some criminal act that been, had happened to me, if I had had my car jacked, you know, there's been a lot of carjackings. You rarely hear of it. But Mitch Marner gets his car jacked, and the detectives investigating the Sherman murder have been pulled <laughs> off of that to go look for his uh, Range Rover. It is crazy how over the top it is when it's uh, a Toronto Maple Leaf and a carjacking. Well, listen, I think, you know, Toronto sports, and certainly with, with the Leafs losing over the weekend, you know, anything that involves a Toronto Maple Leaf mm. is going to get, you know, headlines, especially this. I, I just... You know, I think in the end, everyone just happy that it. You know, he was smart about it and didn't fight or put up. You know, just I guess they stole his cell phone as well. He like left that in the car. Mm. They threw that out uh, on one of the on ramps uh, to get on the highway. But it's a, a, a freaky situation, and the amount that it's happening too. I think a lot of people getting attention from this for the fact that there's been a lot of carjackings mm-hmm. in the GTA this year. Uh, already and uh, you're already approaching last year's numbers apparently too so uh, all for all of last year so what is a becoming a, a more frequent situation it really hits home when it happens to someone whose name is identifiable yeah I guess so it's just I, again I'd be so frustrated if a, if I had had my car jacked I'd be like well why aren't all the cops looking for my vehicle <laughs> why why <laughs> Why well, is double M so important? M and M so important, and I'm not. Uh-huh. Anyhow, uh huh. Anyhow, yeah, it's now, and I don't know why the carjackings are going on. Maybe it's gas prices. Who knows? Uh, or it's just people struggling uh, with the economy and, and everything going up in price. I who knows? But there was a story in uh, I guess it's San Francisco that it's really bad there now, where carjacking is like constant and people and just breaking into cars and stealing stuff, not necessarily just stealing the car itself. People are leaving their windows down and their glove box open to show possible thieves that, hey, there's nothing in this car to steal. Leave me alone. Wow. That, that, that's where it's at. Yeah. Uh, well, we had uh, Mike text us earlier said a friend of his in Vancouver had his car stolen uh, and they're not even investigating them. And it wasn't a carjacking, to right. sound like it, but just like there's so many stolen vehicles because Police think at that point now it's with gas prices. I think it's two and a quarter mm. in Vancouver that people are just stealing cars, running them to empty, and ditching them. That well, the Vancouver police are not investigating because they're aiding the Toronto police <laughs> looking for Mitch Marner's car. <laughs> There's an Ask Men forum online where someone raised uh, an interesting question. I think what's something that's traditionally masculine, but as a man you actually hate. Some of the responses were amusing. Like trying to crush someone's hand when shaking it. (laughs) 
drinking black coffee. Some men don't want to hide their milk and sweetener. Right. You know? We have to drink a black, my man. Right. Fighting. Just jet, like fist fighting. In general, right? Yeah. When was the last time you were in a fist fight? <sighs> Can't remember what grade it was, but didn't go well, I don't think. <laughs> For him yeah. or you? <laughs> or her. <laughs> I Listen, in grade four, I got beaten up by a girl named Allison. So it happened. Uh-huh. Not using shampoo or being loose with your personal hygiene. Well, sure, maybe on the weekends if I'm roaming around the house doing, you know. So, so being loose with it is a, is a, is a masculine thing yeah, that I we don't so. like doing? Yeah. All right. Insecurities, like ordering a fruity cocktail or wearing pink. Right. You know, I, mean, oh, I got to have a scotch. Yeah. I can't have a, you know, some kind of pink lady. Mm-hmm. The umbrella drink. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are tasty. Though. They're great. They're, and I'll, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Happily order one. Not smiling when someone takes your photo and being stoic all the time. Gotcha. <laughs> I like this. These are things that uh, are traditionally masculine that many men actually hate. Driving the biggest, loudest truck you can or can't afford. <laughs> men in their trucks. Huh? I would add to that list. Uh, being the killer of all living things that people, other people don't like, mm. you know, spiders, mm-hmm. bugs, uh, little vermin. Yeah. Uh, not for me. Is that your job at home though? Uh, quite often. Yeah. Quite often I'll be called in to, uh, to eradicate, especially the cottage spiders and stuff like that. Oh yeah. And they get big. And there's some big ones. Yeah. Oh geez. Maria used to have a terrible habit when we lived up in Calden because we were kind of out in the countryside where she would see a big spider on the floor and instead of getting rid of it, she'd put a cup over it. <laughs> and I'd come home and it'd be this... <laughs> Just piss it off. Yeah. Now it's worse because i got to lift it up, up the cup and this thing is going to scatter like right. a yeah. out of the hell. Or it doesn't. And then you write the wonder where it is. It's right if I you. <laughs> yeah. Doing stupid, risky things for the adrenaline rush. Yeah, I don't, uh, I have, I I probably should take some uh, medication to up my masculinity game. Right. I have zero alpha male in me. Mm. Zero. Like, you're, you're, you probably have, you, I'm sure you have more than me. You're competitive, you like to win. That's, that's an alpha male kind of thing. Okay. But I have zero. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, honestly, I don't care that you could build something better than me. I don't give a crap that you could kick my arse on the golf course. Right. I don't need to prove myself to you or anybody. I think it's also an age thing. You know, as time goes on, you say, ah, forget it. <laughs> Did you ever have it, though? I don't think so. Right. No, I, I really don't. Even when you competed in things. I mean, I, I guess on some level, yeah. No, if we lost, we lost. I don't care. Whatever. I'm going home. Right. I uh, I mean, you know, I worked hard in this business. I, 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 I tried the best I could. You know, I was fairly focused at it. So I guess I have some drive in me. Right. To get somewhere. Yeah. I'm just were lost. You, were, you, were you pushed as a, as no. a youth no. at all? No. To strive for better? Yeah. I'm a Venn. <laughs> You are like the Venn diagram. You just end up somewhere in the middle. I, I'm honestly, the, the, probably, and this is pathetic to say, I'm probably the most successful out of all of us. And I haven't done much. No, yeah, no, my my fam, my, my father wasn't driven to be, you. Well, I guess your dad being a doctor, he probably wanted a lot from you. He, he expected Academically, things. Academically, yes. Yeah. yeah, the other stuff he could have 
cared less about. Right, right, right. <laughs> it was just costing him money. Exactly, anyhow. yeah. Yeah, no, I, and I and I would assume it's a trait. Like, a, if your father was driven and very much kind of an alpha male, you probably are as well. You know. Yeah, no, it's just it's just not in me. I mean, I'm a hell of a lover. I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> if effort counts, yes. <laughs> Look who joins us, Ted Reader for Helinda's Meets, on his way as we speak to the joint at El Dorado Golf Course for the grand opening once again tomorrow. So we've got a lot of work today uh, Teddy has to do. What's going on, Teddy? How's the drive? Hey, Gregor. Hey, Lucky. Hey, oh, we're having, a, we're having a good day, man. How's the drive? Well, it's the highway through from wherever hell is. This is it. <laughs> Are you going through <laughs> or to hell at this point? Because I, I don't know. I've been watching one guy making a left-hand turn around the world for the last 10 minutes. So if he turned his signal off, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> can't just drive into the guardrail, dude. Um, so, the adventures of the 401 every day. You're taking your life in your hand. Yeah. It's, it's like know, bumper cars. It's, a, it's an interesting stretch of highway. And if you've ever had somebody visiting from another country and you pick them up at the airport and you bring them home and you take them on that 401, people are just amazed that you actually live driving on that thing every day. Because it, it can be just, uh, as you said, a highway to hell. But you, oh, it's crazy. You were on your way to God's country, though. You're heading to uh, El Dorado Golf Course and the joint, the newly renovated joint with the pizza ovens. I saw you got the big fancy sign outside, and it all happens starting tomorrow. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, the um, that sign went up yesterday. We got a sign. Yay. It's amazing. Now you know where we are. <laughs> and we're up in Brooklyn there. And I tell you, one of the most challenging nine-hole golf courses you'll ever golf at. You know, our record for lost golf balls in one round is 42 balls. <laughs> and that was you playing. <laughs> no, that was a family of four. I lost 40 balls. So, <laughs> That's crazy, crazy, crazy yeah, play. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're open tomorrow at 1130. Uh, the first day, we're open Thursdays through Sundays. 11.30 in the morning till whenever we run out of food. We usually shut down sometime between 8 and, uh, and 9. But uh, Friday night, we've got uh, the Ireland's uh, playing music, live music from about 5 o'clock till 8 o'clock. If it's not raining, it'll be on the patio. If it's raining, it'll be inside the restaurant. Ted, uh, Craig mentioned the new pizza ovens that are there. What other menu items are, are up for grabs, uh, maybe a little different than last year? Well, we've got, uh, we definitely, we're launching wood-fired pizza, so uh, we've got an Oven Brothers uh, pizza oven, and uh, we're getting ready to fire that up today. We're going to run some tests on some pie, and so there'll be set pies. We've got five pies for the week, and uh, you can order them up. They're personal size, about 10 inches, and wood-fired, and pretty pretty, pretty tasty. I'm, uh, I'm excited about that. Very excited. Are we going with a thin crust, a thick crust? Are we going Chicago style? What are we doing, Ted? Oh, don't complicate the matter here with all these things. It's just pizza. It's one fired. It'll be the thickness of the dough that it is. We're, we're just, you know, I'm not Italian. I don't know a lot about pizza, but I know a lot about fire. You do. And uh, we'll make a pretty tasty pie, that's for sure. Uh, we're adding Philly Philly cheesesteak to the menu. And so that's coming on. It's made with our smoked brisket. And then uh, we've got a little, what I call, bang-bang cauliflower coming up, quite spicy. And uh, 
tasty for uh, for those who want to have some little bit of cauliflower. And it's all about brisket and burgers and having a tasty time at the joint, man. We're, uh, hey, there's lots of things that have happened. We've uh, added a, a counter outside that you can sit down and enjoy watching the pizzas being made or a round of golf or someone losing a ball. <laughs> it kind of happens all the time, but it's fun. Yeah. So we're excited. So we, it's going to be a great uh, 2022 season. For sure. And we can all sit around that bar and watch you yell at everybody, which is always <laughs> always a spectacle. I'm only, I'm only yelling at you, man. I'm only yelling at you. Okay? It's just you. All right? And your hickory stick-loving sidekick there. Well, listen, speaking of which, I know you open at 1130 tomorrow and it is opening day, but if you don't mind reserving a table for Craig and I, a little earlier than that, I mean, we were learn more like 1030, guys. Not, not to, to throw around things on your first day, but, you know, we want to come up and sample. Okay, not a problem. We'll put a table out in the apple orchard. You'll be right in the line of fire. And it'll be a little special table. It's the chef's table. Uh, we'll with a hard hat, but the rest is up to you. Beautiful, Teddy. We look forward to it. It's the joint at El Dorado Golf Course in Brooklyn. Uh, very easy to find right off the 407 if you're coming from anywhere in the GTA. Um, and how can people, uh, should we be, are you taking reservations on the deck or is first come, first serve? First come, first serve. Um, and that's that's really it. It's first come, first serve through Thursday through Sunday. Yeah. And you'll uh, find me at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader Barbecue, the joint. Rock Mornings with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.